you love the Dastardly Decimal System and want more? Our Patreon is the best way to get that. Members will get access to show notes, official artwork, our new bonus episode series called Cleaning Up After Tea Time, and of course, plenty of cat pics of Vega voice actors, Vash and Zid. This can all be found at patreon.com slash dastardlydecimalsystem. Have you ever been in a room with a mosquito that you can't seem to kill? Make that mosquito six and a half feet tall, cover it in armor, and give it the strength of a god. That's Cast the Betrayer. Menadora Zarovan. Welcome, humble adventurers, to my realm of knowledge and mystery. Here, in my cursed library, are endless tomes and scrolls on the darkest and evilest foes in all the realms. Be they from Dungeons and Dragons? Pathfinder, the many worlds of darkness, or any realm in between. Welcome to the Dastardly Decimal System. I'm your caretaker of the corrupt, the librarian, Caster Kane. Vampires exist in almost every realm I have visited or glanced upon. Some claim to be good, while others view themselves as tragic or misunderstood. The worst are those who relish in their unlife without being shackled by their humanity. They become violent warriors and bloody warlords. For today's topic, I have brewed a pot of vervain tea, one that helps us protect against the hypnotic gaze of a vampire. Let me get us a cup, give Vega a treat, and then we can talk about one of the most violent vampires ever to grace a topic in this library. We will talk about Cass, the Bloody Handed. There are powerful weapons scattered all across the numerous realms. These artifacts are often so powerful that they can single-handedly change the course of a battle or even a war. The Drakhorn could clear a battlefield with a thunderous blow. The Blade of Avernus could control the Devil Masses. And the Axe of the Dwarven Lords came with the blessing of the god Moradin. Of all these weapons, those named after someone should be feared almost as much as their original namesake. The Sword of Cass is a black onyx longsword. It is a sentient weapon that grants speed and armor to its wielder, and acts as the bane of the undead. None of that, however, compares to the vampire himself. On the world of Orth, known to some as Greyhawk, resided a vampire known to some as Cast the Destroyer. To others, he was Cast the Bloody Handed. And to one specific, horrific soul, he was Cast the Betrayer. This humanoid warrior was tall and imposing, with long flowing locks that were brown as stomped mud. He was often seen adorned in his trademark full-plate armor, made from blackened steel that matched his cursed sword. Cass operates with a twisted sense of honor. He offers a fair fight to any he deems his equal, but those who were inferior, he quickly slew without a second thought. He would only attack an unarmed opponent if they had a weapon nearby. He preferred to strike first and disable a foe, 
but would brutally slay them if necessary. As a vampire, he prefers to fight in darkness, so as not to suffer any of the weaknesses that comes with the sun. And in the rare case that he gets overwhelmed, he will use his dominating gaze to ensure his survival and victory. He is currently no longer in possession of his namesake blade. Instead, Cass fights using a bastard sword from which he channels terrifying smites, each imbued with fear and necrotic energy. On top of granting him great strength, his vampiric body also gives him the ability to drain blood, to regenerate his wounds, and to even dissolve into mist if he needs to escape. Few that meet the destroyer survive the encounter, but those that do are wrought with pain and suffering for the rest of their days. Cass began his life as a human and a paladin of Tychuron. He grew up in the city now known as Divers. He was a warrior who constantly trained, motivated solely to improve his martial prowess. If there was someone stronger, Cass trained to best them. Yet deep down, as he pushed his body day in and day out to improve, he was secretly plagued by visions of blood and a thirst for foes who would challenge him. During that time, a feared lich was marching across the world. While relatively unknown in the multiverse, this lich would soon become a god and would be feared the many realms over. He was the Whispered One, and his name would spark fear in the hearts of millions and millions over. He was Vecna. These were but the early days of Vecna's villainy. He was simply conquering any city and kingdom in Oerth that he came across. Every military that stood up to them quickly fell. Cass and his order fought against Vecna, but even they proved no might for Vecna's forces. When Cass's home village surrendered, so too did his paladin order. Now a member of Vecna's forces, Cass's visions began to grow in intensity. He grew bored with the imagery of death, instead becoming obsessed with the path of dying. The more violent, the better. Cass wanted to swim forever in a sea of combat, and that was something Vecna was able to provide. With each successful battle, Cass's skills grew until they caught the eye of a lich himself. But it wasn't Vecna. It was Vecna's apprentice, Aserak. He introduced the lieutenant to Vecna, and Vecna became fascinated with the fallen paladin skilled with a blade, his passion for battle, and his recklessness during combat. Vecna laid out a path for the warrior and gleefully watched as Kaz climbed the ranks, even going as far as to slaughter so-called allies that stood in his way. Before long, Kaz held the rank of Vecna's top lieutenant. Cass gained true fame on the day that he led the conquest of Vecna's home village. 
He tortured and butchered an entire family in order to scare the village into submission. His actions that day would brand him with the moniker, The Bloody Handed, and forever cast him in the annals of history. Fecna viewed casts like a sword, a reliable weapon as long as there was blood to be spilled. He trained Cast to be craftier, teaching him subtler tactics in battle. He used necromancy to extend Cast's life until spells could no longer help. Then he infused a silver fanged mask with magic and put that upon the warrior, transforming Cast into an eternal vampire. Cass was forever loyal to the Lich. Unlike a Serac, he cared not for Vecna's arcane secrets. So long as there was battles to be fought, he would fight. Vecna, however, was no longer the trusting sort, especially as he began his ascension to godhood. This distrust, however, was not Cass's fault. It was a Serac's. The Lich had recently betrayed Vecna and stole all sorts of dark secrets from him. This had left Vecna scorn and weary of any who tried to get close to him. After Aserak's betrayal, Vecna swore he would never be caught off guard again. So Vecna created a tool that would give him a window into any seditious thoughts that Cass may hold. He crafted a sword from the frozen heart of a fallen star and forged it with powerful enchantments. As he completed the final steps of crafting, Vecna plucked a thread of shadow from his own consciousness and wrapped it around the sword's black blade. From that moment on, whenever Cass held the blade, Vecna could listen in on his actions and even hear the vampire's thoughts. By the twisted martial code that Cass still followed, the gift of steel from a warrior's lord was the highest honor that could ever be bestowed. Cass instantly felt the strength of the blade as he drew it from his scabbard, one made from doppelganger skin. Yet unbeknownst to Cass or Vecna, the thread of a shadow that had been cast upon the sword had accidentally imbued the blade with a part of Vecna's own sentience. This blade now held Vecna's avarice and his lust for knowledge. The blade was no simple fool though. It knew that there could only be one master of secrets, and as long as the true Vecna existed, the sword could never hold that title. That left only one course of action. In the decades that passed, Vecna had stepped away from direct control of his empire leaving the day-to-day operations to Cass. Instead, the Lich continued his bid for divinity. Kaz operated as a brutal ruler, but during that time, his loyalty had begun to wane. Some say the sword spoke in his mind, influencing him toward Vecna's demise. Others say that the visions that had plagued his mind these countless years were actually the whispers 
of some shadowy being that no longer favored Vecna, and others still thought that Paladin felt betrayed at his master's lack of trust. Whatever the case may be, his loyalty vanished and Cass turned on his master. On the eve of his unholy ascension, as Vecna stood atop his rotting tower under the assault of a torrential storm, Cass attacked. He stormed the tower, slaughtering the cultist of Vecna on each floor. Step by step he ascended, slaying any that stood in his way. As he reached the tower's top, Cass stood under the thunderous rain and stared at his master. Cass's fangs and blade each dripped with blood, while Vecna's hands tingled with arcane power. Both were filled with rage, and both lusted for violence. Cass, however, struck first. The two viciously fought, spell versus blade and strength versus cunning. Fechna was not at full strength, the ascension using a great deal of his power, but he was still a force to be reckoned with. Fechna assaulted with spells, freezing his lieutenant first with ice, before blasting him with fire. He even called upon the necrotic magic as he tried to rip Cass's soul from his body. Cass returned in kind. He assaulted Vecna with everything he had. His blade ripped at the Lich's flesh. His vampiric strength battered the Lich's body. And even his fangs feasted on Vecna's blood. Cass forced Vecna into the center of his ritual circle as thunderous, chaotic energy crashed down around, striking them both. Vecna staggered Cass with lightning. But as the Lich raised his hand, summoning forth dark magic to finish the vampire off, Cass lunged forward. The blade sliced off the Lich's hand. You shall not spy on me again! Cass's body was failing, crumbling from Vecna's magical assaults. But he still pushed forward. He was driven by rage and betrayal. He plunged his sword deep into Vecna's left eye and gouged it out. The sword, sensing the victory was at hand, released a surge of radiant energy as bright as the sun. The blast destroyed the rotten tower, deafening creatures for miles around, and blasted the two apart. Cass survived the blast, just barely, and when he awoke, he found nothing remaining of the Lich, save for Vecna's eye and his hand. But Cass's victory was short-lived, as a wall of mist suddenly formed before him, consuming him.
deep within the Shadowfell, in an area where gods, devils, and demons dare not tread. Our pocket domains meant only to torture and punish. These domains of dread are inescapable realms in which the damned are eternally kept. Cass found himself without his mask or blade in the domain called Tovag. It was a wasteland domain that he quickly conquered. Vecna found himself in the adjacent domain, Cavidius. The war between the two continued until Vecna did the unimaginable and found a way out. Cass, however, was unaware of this. Forever tortured by the betrayal of his master, Cass believes his war with Vecna still rages on. He believes that Vecna's forces lie just beyond the mist that borders the domain and it is up to him to build an army to stop him. Kaz searches Tovag for soldiers and forces them into his army. He turns the most loyal into vampires and entraps undead spirits into animated black stone golems known as the Black Star Knights. When his army is ready, he marches them into the mist, only for them to never return. This leaves Cass in a fit of rage and forced to restart the cycle once again, eternally stuck in a cosmic loop. Escape from the domain of dread is nearly impossible, but while trapped, the vampire is not unreachable. Despite the lack of god status, Cass the Bloody-Handed is one of the strongest and most powerful mortals in any realm, and his power can reach across many worlds. In an obsolete form of pact magic, a binder could call upon a magical soul, a vestige, and bind a fraction of that power to themselves. Cass's magic could take the form of a sword, grant the binder the ability to deceive and blind, and encourage them to hunt the cult of Vecna. As pack magic evolved, so too did Cass's gift. No longer was he limited to a simple binding. Now, the vampire had gained enough power to become a patron and empower a legion of warlocks, each with the goal of hunting Vecna. For all of his power and ability, Vecna was not a creative soul, especially when it came to the realm of naming. The Lich created two artifacts for Cass. One was a silver mask, and the second was a sword. And what did the all-powerful mage call them? Well, they were the silver mask of Cass and the sword of Cass. With great evil power, apparently, comes little in the way of great naming powers. It seems that our tea has run out. I hope this answers your questions, young adventurer, about Cass the Bloody-Handed. Or perhaps, some of your questions about Vecna. Join me again in my library for more stories and lore about the darkest villains from the darkest realms. This has been the Dastardly Decimal System, and once again, I am your librarian, Caster Kane. The Dastardly Decimal System can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at DD System Podcast. That's Delta Delta System Podcast. Drop us a message and say hi. Vega always loves the attention. This podcast was produced by Midnight Reading Audio, a division of Midnight Reading Publishing.
The voice of Castor Kane is Larry Gent. The voice of Menadora is Valerie Gent. Hi! The voice of Vega is provided by our cats, Vash and Zid. Music was Universal Pain by Sergei Chetverniuk from pixabay.com, licensed under the Creative Commons. I'm terribly sorry if I butchered that name. Thank you, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.